The Pinball Network is online. Launching Pinball Party. When I buy my pinball shirt, I buy from flipping now. No, 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 that's pussy shit. Yo, hey, Mef, get away from the fucking keyboard, man. I'm trying to... Re- Let me try. Try what? I'm going to record an episode here, man. Come on. Give me a beat. Give you... Uh, <laughs> okay, here's your beat, sir. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from flipping out. From Topper's Art Blade Premiums, I've got it figured out. Flipping out. Yeah. Figured out. Oh, yeah. When I think uh, of pinball, I yeah. think flipping out. Oh, yeah. Flipping uh, out. Yeah. Figured out. Oh, yeah. When I buy, uh, buy, buy, I yeah. buy from flipping out. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Not bad, my man. Keep it up. I guess we'll uh, leave you on the payroll for a little longer. Feel free to stick around, you know? I mean, stick around my ass. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. You always do. But hey, if you keep, you know, making jams like that, you know, hey, there might be something. But uh, thanks. Everyone, thanks for joining episode 25 of the Pinball Party podcast. This episode brought to you by the letter F. F for, well, flipping out pinball. Bye, bye, bye. Buy all your pinball stuff at flipping out. As the song goes, Toppers, art blades, premiums. I've got it. You've got it figured out. Figured out. Get your pinball stuff flipping out. Zach, Nicole, amazing. Thank you for sponsoring this show. While flipping out pinball is an F, F seems to be in everything currently. Pinball, Galactic Tank Force, Final Resistance, Godfather, Pulp Fiction, Foo Fighters, and as Meff would say, fuck. Please welcome our newest sponsor, the alphabet letter F, not the cereal, although I wish it was. Uh, You know, alphabet cereal is kind of like, yeah, let's talk about alphabet cereal for the next 30 minutes. It's kind of like your parents were like, hey, I'll get you a sugar cereal. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a tinge, uh, a skosh, if you will, Eh? foreshadowing, or... Like Cheerios. Cheerios technically has sugar. All right, fuck it. You know, what I want, Mom, is Lucky Charms. You kidding me? Give me Lucky Charms. Uh, I'll take Fruit Loops or Cocoa Puffs, Fruity Pebbles. But I guess if you're going that far, what are you doing? Give me the marshmallows. I want the marshmallows. Give me Nintendo cereal. Give me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars. Remember when cereal was badass? Cereal was badass. Is it now? I don't know. Maybe the kids. But now you go out there and there's every flavor of everything. Yeah. Anyway, cereal. Thanks, cereal's not with the letter F, but there you go. There's your cereal talk for the week. Couple people wrote in to the Pinball Party Podcast at gmail.com. A couple people joined the Pinball Party Patreon. Thank you very much. If you want to support the show, go to Patreon Pinball Party Podcast. You'll find us. But some people wrote in about the rules talk we had last time. I believe it was last episode. We're talking about let's evolve these pinball rules. Again, I've, I've thought a lot about it, and I think I have kind of a uh, framework that I think I might talk about in a couple episodes that um, I think we can, you know, give a little more credence or thought to, as opposed to like, here's an idea. Uh, Maybe give a little meat to that bone. One Danny from Los Angeles reached out, really enjoying the discussion with Kale uh, about persistence and story progression and all that. One thing you guys mentioned was the need to be able to save your game. 
You talked about a few things like linking it to Insider Connected, but I thought a more likely possibility is the use of alphanumeric saved codes, like in old school SNES, NES titles. Punch-Out famously did this, as did Mega Man and the underrated Out of This World on SNES. Basically, you enter a code at the start of the game and it jumps you to a preset point in the story. I could easily see this becoming a play mechanic in pinball, allowing you to take your, quote, progression from home play or location play without requiring manufacturers to get into RAM chips, save slots, power management, all that. Anyway, keep up the show. Great work, all that. Thanks, uh, Danny, very much. True. That is a good point that we could put in like a flipper code, which they do have now for like Easter eggs. So while the manufacturers wait on putting an actual save mechanic in there, which who knows, it could be as simple as turning turning it on since they're all basically just computers now, but maybe not. I think that would be a great stopgap of just put in a code, a flipper code, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right. And you know, put in some paradiddles for those drummers out there to get you to, you know, to New York in Godzilla or, you know, half of the, uh, what is it called? The, the stained glass circle in Godfather. Get through half of that when you put in this code. I think that's a great idea and it, it fits the need of, of what I was mentioning as well. We kind of got an influx of feedback on that of every single person that wrote in, every single one agreed. Not to say, oh, look at, a lot of people are talking about this, but it's like, hey, the need is there. The people want that. I get the old school mentality of pinball when it's just a simple, fun, on location. Let's play a little game and, and be done with it. And, and there is a place for that, a simplicity to it, a quick game. And I also like quick games. But if you really want to get it in the home and, and expect to pay, you know, Godfather prices of $12,000, think of it this way. You pay $60 or $70 on the upcoming Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, right? You're going to probably get 40 to 100 hours of like unique gameplay not a game that you start over and over and play the first part over and over like pinball but for 60 dollars you're gonna get dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of unique entertainment now again very first world problems beyond first world problems but just talking about games it feels weird to complain about that but any new-ish game even if it's not a story game per se if it's a competitive game Great. Uh, you know, Halo, for example, or Call of Duty or uh, Overwatch or CSGO, Fortnite, you name it. Yeah, it's it's the same gameplay over and over, but there is such a built-in competitive element to it to where you are progressing, whether it be a level. So again, in Insider Connected, make the competitive home use, you know, versus versus. If it's going to be the same game over and over and over, make it very tantalizing to do so, whether you level up to get something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing, but Anyway, the feedback was overwhelmingly, yes, please, we want this. We really want save game progression. We don't want to start the same thing over and over and over and over and over. I think there's a time and place for that, for sure. But anyway, if you're going to keep making these games deeper, and please do, put some save states in it. You know, is the question or is the thought, well, if we put save states in, they'll beat it sooner rather than later. Well, then you're just using it as a crutch. We would rather sacrifice the actual progression of a game based on, well, it won't last as long in the house if we do that. Well, then make it deeper. You know, uh, I, I know it's, uh, you know, someone from afar saying do that, but this generation now with Foo Fighters being one of the first to target the kind of 80s kids, which I am again, born in 82, the, we grew up with that stuff. So the expectations to us are not the era before the Atari, the, as it might be 
the best time of arcades and pinball, maybe, there was also a very strong arcade scene in the late 80s and 90s with Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, for fuck's sake. Uh, that was a very competitive scene, and there was a lot of games. But what happened was the home video game market took over because what they were doing was making deeper and deeper games with save states. And like, oh, this opens up a whole nother variety of what we can do. Because when they ported over arcade games that were very successful to video games, Simpsons. Oh, wait, no, they never even actually did uh, port the actual Simpsons. All we got was like Bart versus the Space Mutants, which was hard as shit. Uh, you know, and all those, you know, Bart saves the universe, Bart saves my asshole, whatever it was. We didn't get the Simpsons arcade until like Xbox Live Arcade later. Turtles, you know, the Turtles arcade was ported over to NES and SNES, and it was great for a while, but now you go back and realize, well, it doesn't really hold up. It's a nice little romp for like 45 minutes and that's it. And that's kind of where pinball somewhat is. The games that really stick uh, are ones that, you know, there again, there's a variety. There is the place for the Iron Mans and the Black Knight Sword of Rages and all that. But the thing that was kind of killing arcades was just the natural evolution of, I'm going to sit at home and play Skyrim for 200 hours. And why? Is it the same gameplay over and over? I mean, to a certain extent, right? You're using the same controls, but you're leveling up. Then your abilities are stronger. You're meeting people. You're talking with people. You're seeing different locations. You're doing all these things that stimulate and, you know, to, to the mind, Hey, a very different conversation of when you're a kid, time is slower because things are new. So things are exciting. When you're older, it's old hat. Time speeds up. Games, very similar thing. You know, there are people who purely like those quick, fast games or shmups, you know, shoot 'em ups or the really simple games. Yeah, but they usually need a variety of them. Talk to any shoot 'em up fan from, you know, Raiden and, and all those crazy names shmups out there. I'm not even going to try to tackle that. Usually people are like, here's my top 50 that I like because it's, you know, it's a simple game and you get through it and it's awesome. It's fast. But pinball can't really be that because it's a million dollars. So I would personally think that pinball should err on the caution of deeper code save states. You can make the game hard. You can make it hard as shit. Just make progression happen. One more little side reason before we get into the meat of the show. Imagine you and a friend both own, uh, I'm just going to stick on Black Knight Sword of Rage because next time or the time after I'm going to really give an example of where, how I think this code would work in a game like that. Let's say you both have Black Knight Sword of Rage, right? And someone comes over and you're going to play two player of Black Knight Sword of Rage. Great. You both own it. You're both watching like, ah, here we go. The same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. So not only the person playing it, the person watching it. There's nothing you can show this friend like, hey, look at how far I've gotten. Maybe, but for you to watch, you have to watch me play this game for 30 fucking minutes to see that maybe I won't get a cheap draining draining it to the wizard mode. Now think on the other hand, you have save states. Your friend comes over, puts in their code or puts in their save and you're like, oh my God, you've gotten through this game three times. You unlocked this. Now the level one shots only take two for you. That's awesome. And what else happens? Oh, you get like rainbow colors when you get to this mode and give them something to work towards. Oh my God, how do you get that score? Well, because of where my character's at, I get three times shots on on all these and all that. Give them something. So someone comes over and actually shows you of like, wow, can I, can I play on your save game? Cool. And it gives you something to work towards as opposed to just, okay, show me to get the wizard mode and let me just stare at it for a long time. 
that's something that really drives people in video games as well. There's like this hidden competition where pinball has competition, obviously, don't get me wrong. But some of that competition comes from like, look at what I've seen because I've played the game so much more and look what like you're, you're going to, um, you're going to find in like 40 hours. And it gives you like, oh man, I can't wait to work for that. So the achievements is one thing, right? These achievements pop up just like in Xbox Live Arcade used to do in PlayStation Network with the trophies. And, and that's a start. And if I guess we're following that progression, it's a start little like, yeah, it's cool. But really in the end, unless you're doing something with it, using it as like currency or, you know, I mean, Xbox Live beat it to death to where now people really don't care. So if you're looking at the future of what achievements actually are in the end, they start out cool and everyone wants to get them. And then in the end, they don't mean shit. Uh, for me and most people I know, yeah, there's the hardcore people that go for platinum trophies in PlayStation, which basically means get every trophy in the game, everything, ever, and play the shit out of it over and over and grind, 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 and you'll get a platinum trophy. And it makes you smile for a little bit. That's kind of all it really is. So Insider Connected, please make more save progression, make more progression overall. I'm, I bet you're working on it anyways. So awesome. If anyone wants to talk about it, stern and tell us what your future plans are. Feel free. All right. So stay tuned in a future episode for me to give an example of how video game progression rules would affect a game that's already out there. And, you know, we can we can discuss that until then. Let's talk more about current pinball. To do that, though, there is so much. I don't want to do it alone. So let's bring in the man on the street from Electric Bat Arcade in Tempe, Arizona, Cale Hernandez. Man on the street and this is my beat. Cale Hernandez. What's up, bro? I'm on AG1. Ooh, I'm on are you really? Energy. Yeah, baby. I. Uh... You got a subscription. Oh yeah, man! I, I love that stuff. Spent too much. Uh, Dan and I morning. had a first cup this morning. It's it tastes good. Yeah, and I'll tell you what—I tried a different, uh, a bunch of different greens, and some of them they go from like lawn clippings to <laughs> some of the best stuff, which is AG One. Uh, we need yeah. we need a sponsor. I gotta talk to them. Yeah, well, I think if you're doing a podcast, you it's a requirement that you take <laughs> Athletic Greens. So now. And you know. use Manscape. Is it yeah. Manscape or Manscaper? Um, both. Well, I think yeah. we should make a Manscape room where like <laughs> <laughs> people come in and like part of the way to get out is like you got to shave your pubes and like donate it into it. <laughs> right. All, everyone. No one comes out with hair on them. They can make wigs uh, with it. Yeah. Yeah. God. Let's yeah. go. Pinball party podcast. Kale in the house. Man on the street. Joining to talk about MGC. And um, the supplements were on because, um, right. as aforementioned, podcasters need supplements to supplement the energy going into this. Um, I'm on no caffeine today. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm on plenty of caffeine, but I got I got no sonic rings. Got a lot of feedback on the the peach rings. Um, oh yeah, you know people saying yeah no don't drink that that's disgusting. Um, yeah, where were you before? So uh, mm -hmm. no help. So today I have a crush zero. You know, just keeping it real. Just a little orange soda. You know what How you got. How funny is that? And I have it here, so you know I'm not lying. Whoa. Orange, vanilla, Waterloo. So is seltzer. Waterloo... Okay, that's a seltzer. Okay. It's a seltzer. So not a lot of flavor, just enough. Just just a touch. A skosh. Mm -hmm. A skosh of flavor. <laughs> a skosh. I have... Mine is like 90% flavor and then the skosh of water. So it's, it's, it's oh, syrup, good. but diet syrup. 
Good deal. Get the chemicals in here. Anyway, yeah, so I took NMN. We'll see what happens. If while we're talking, I start, suddenly start looking younger, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, then it's working. Uh, if on the other hand, I freak out, it's probably also working. So, okay. uh, you know, you keep me honest. But mm-hmm. you're here, uh, I guess, per usual now to talk about pinball. And so we'll, let's, let's talk about pinball. We're going to go through MGC. I was there. I played a bunch of stuff, talked to a bunch of people. So that'll cover a lot of it. Uh, we'll talk about all the current games. And we, we're going to start talking about some, may, I don't know, maybe if it's for newer pinball people or people who want a refresher, actually something specific on pinball rubbers, the differences, mm-hmm. uh, and play field like maintenance. So kind of getting in the grit of these pinball games, talking about real shit today. Let's do it. Yeah. And I'm going to have you lead that conversation because I want to learn some of this. I know, you know, I know silicone, yeah. you know, rubber. Yeah. And I just know those terms. And okay. uh, that's a, that's where I'm at. I will let you, in turn, I will let you lead the conversation on MGC because I wasn't there. Nice segue, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. That's It's fair. You know, so <laughs> let me leave. I went to MGC, Midwest Gaming Classic, this past weekend, which is kind of like, to me, if there's the big three, there's TPF, Texas Pinball Festival, which was two weeks ago, one week ago. There's Expo in Chicago and there's MGC. So in my world, there's kind of those three and then everything else in Cincinnati. There's things that revolve around there. But MGC is a combination of a gaming and a pinball convention. And by gaming, it's video games, it's Dungeons and Dragons, it's magic cards. And hey, I'm, I'm let's go. I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not D&D as much, but I'm, you know, D&D adjacent by Wizards of the Coast with magic and all that. So it was a great time. I just went for Saturday. It's a three-day event similar to TPF. I drove in the morning and I drove during a fucking blizzard. It decided, of course, in Wisconsin to blizzard about the time I was leaving was in the middle of it. So I probably wouldn't have gone if I didn't have a Walking Dead Pro. I had to drive to Ray Day there and get my money. And I really wanted to, you know, play all the new games and, and all that. But anyway, I, I drove down there. First hour was rough. I uh, got there about 11 a.m., stood in line for the tickets because I was like an idiot. I didn't pre-order, so that took way too long. And then I got just thrust into the world of pinball. Um, I, you know, all the new stuff. I played all of it. I played I played GTF. I played Pulp Fiction. I played Godfather. I played Foo Fighters. Um, I saw a, a lot of shit. So let's just, let's start off with what people probably want to know first. Gameplay impressions of the new stuff. What'd you think? Let me tackle... Galactic Tank Force, because it was the game I played first. When I walked in, they had like three in a row on the left. And the first thing that stands out is it looks awesome. It the the art, the aesthetics, the lights, it wow, I want to play that. You know, it has some magic girl vibes to it. Um, mm. it has just a really colorful yeah, a Ghostbusters vibe, you know, a game that just screams color, Metallica, all that. Like, man, Foo Fighters, you know, one of those. Okay. So I get up. I, I watch a guy ahead of me. I'm getting excited. Can't wait to play it. I play it. I, you know, I, I launch the ball. I hit the first first ball with flipper. I'm like, wow, this feels like complete shit. This sucks. Um, that was my very first thought. My second thought was, okay, yeah, no, this sucks. All right, let me let me feel the shots. Okay, these don't feel good. All right. Third thought, mm, this is worse than I thought. Uh, and I... You know, people who listen to the show, I thought, hey, this could be the sleeper. This could be the one. And wow, it was the d- disappointment of the show. T- 
to be honest, to me. Wow, and, that, and I, that's not what I want to hear because I've ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, fine. That's fine because I have weird games in the arcade that, that still make money. So we'll run I, with it. Well, let's see what happens because I, so I played two games. It could very well be this. Again, the video assets and the audio, all that actually was pretty great. The video was great. The acting, I, you know, the, the, the corny acting and then the B-movie stuff, it all fits. The tank animation, it fits. The audio fits. The art fits. It like, it looks great. It's okay, cool. But it's the feel. It, oh my God. You know, I'm used to, well, the only um, um, American game I had played before was a Hot Wheels and it felt like a Stern. Shoots mm-hmm. great, fast, responsive. This was, this was like, a hobbit after 10 hours of play wow it could not i could not get up the left ramp no matter what i did and i got there uh what time did i get there about 11 a.m it opened at 10 a.m so unless it was on all night and people were playing hours 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 i mean the the coils could be super hot it could be that again Mm -hmm. maybe the coil stops you know two games i can't be like i'm an expert on this but when I played it, the second game was similar to Scooby, where I just like, I don't want to play this anymore, and I walked away. Right. I th- there's the there's the ramp on the left, which just doesn't feel good to hit, and it's just it's this awkward kind of thing. And then on the right, there's like shots, but then everything behind it is just chaos. It's just pop bumpers, and it's it's going everywhere. And you're like, all right, I mean, but even said when he's designing it, he wanted it to be very chaotic. And I'm like, well, I want to control the game and shoot where I want to shoot and. I don't want to just like, well, flip a coin, see what happens. Fun. Um, I did, though, really like shooting the tank targets. I didn't count how many. There's like eight of them because it's this, you know, kind of half moon shape, uh, you know, right in the middle, a la Attack from Mars or something. The thing you're hitting all the time. And it has a, a life bar on it, which is cool. You can see when you're hitting it and, and uh, the energy is coming down. So, like, it, it looks cool, and the ideas are cool, and the, the cow <laughs> is really neat. The cow, is, the humor, it's all great. It's just, like, to me, the most important part of it, how does it feel? How does it shoot? And those were, like, D-minuses, man. Ugh. Wow. Uh, so, when, when I was yeah. listening to Triple Drain, they were saying that they thought the biggest issue with that game was the air balls from uh, bouncing off of the tank. Sometimes they would launch over the flippers. Did, uh, did, did you so experience that? No, and maybe that's the thing of maybe <clears throat> my flippers were just so... Like, that would have never happened in the game I played. <laughs> like, it, well, like There's the solution. Just turn yeah. them down. Yeah. Mine was like the shuffleboard pushed the ball up to the tank. Like, here you go. And it, I did get stuck in the um, down by the the flipper pegs and the the like mm-hmm. what is that that pop up round you know yeah. drain preventer uh-huh. kind of like Scooby and so it got right. stuck there a couple times and there's just all sorts of you know it's like all this stuff going on down there. So right, so what is the janky. deal if the if the ball goes through one of those two lanes that are below the flippers you there's get a, a switch you get a ball return not on mine or maybe okay. I didn't light it but yeah I did look at it and it, it's. It just seems crowded. It seems crowded in the back third of the play field, and it seems crowded around the flippers. And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it was disappointing because it was the, honestly, out of all the games, it was the one I wanted to play the most because it just looks so awesome. And it's like, it's funny. I like the humor. I like, to be honest, like the theme is awesome to me. Right. Um, but oh, I was so disappointed to the fact, to the point where like I immediately just started texting people, not to like spread, oh, fuck this game. Like I'm spreading. No, like. Sure. Oof, man, this is rough. And I text you right away too. Like this is rough, man. 
yeah, anyway, that's my thoughts on GTF. Uh, more like GTFO, I guess, for me. But I want to play a game maybe with super flippers. We'll see. Maybe maybe that was just yeah, that. I'll, I'll tune mine up. You can come play it. Please tune it. <clears throat> now, going to the way other side of the field, the fence, the, the emotions, Pulp Fiction. Oh, you ordered that. Right. Yes, I, I sure did. I, I, yeah. Through flipping out pinball, they have ah, my deposit. Flipping out pinball has your deposit. They're going to have your money soon. And you're going to have probably, if not the star of the show, one of the stars of the show. Man, did that. Speaking of feeling responsive, the flippers. I mean, okay, you walk up to it. It looks like what you've seen. It looks great. It's a single level. The colors are fantastic. They pop. It looks exactly what you want. The, the audio, like you, you just start hearing Pulp Fiction quotes, you get the song, you plunge it. And when I first hit the flipper, I was like, whoa, it's, it's like, I have in my notes, like it's a cross between how you want TNA to feel with that extra, like the thing was missing. I was like, ooh, it feels good, but there's something like, just give me that extra. It had that plus something where I was like, wow, this is very responsive. So it was like a... A cross between a stern and a really snappy, spooky in a good way. It just, I don't know. It it felt felt great. Interesting. Um, so, you, again, like for um, GTF, it felt mushy and blech. This was immediately like, oh yeah, here we go. We got some shotguns here. And I was, I am really excited to hear your opinion on this because I know you're you're not a classics guy. You you like you like the modern machines, mm-hmm. and I was worried about you not liking Pulp Fiction, but I'm I'm loving hearing this uh, opinion of the whole thing. Yeah, and you know the inline drop targets, and maybe I should pull the playfield up ahead of me, but like I can't as easily describe what I was shooting at because it's just mm-hmm. a different you know whatever. But the all these games have this thing in the center, like um, like in well in, in Dracula. We're right ahead of you or GTF. So in, in Pulp Fiction, there's these drop targets and then right behind there's a ball lock. So it's the immediate thing you can hit. It's slightly slanted, but then to the left, you have the drop targets. To the right, you have a ball lock. You have all these things and you have the, the Royale with cheese, you know? And so again, two games, I didn't get a lot, but what I did get is I did get multi-ball to where when the, uh, uh, the freaking suitcase, the, the suitcase. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Briefcase. The briefcase. Yeah. The gold briefcase turns and that I, I smiled and I'm there by myself. I probably looked like a little kid. I just started smiling. <laughs> it was awesome as it turns and you just see it, it glow. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. The multi-ball starts. <clears throat> um, the rubber is really bouncy. Uh, like I noticed like, when it would hit something like boing, it was bouncing everywhere, but it just felt like a million bucks. It's solid. It, wow. You know, everything you shot for, you could hit. The, what do they call that? The Not the scoop on the top where it like settles in the ball. No, the, the Vuck? Kind of, I forget what that, I think it's got a certain term, but yeah, on the top, like the skill shot and mm-hmm. um, when you'd shoot up the orbits, it it was just the opposite of GTF where GTF had all this chaos and things to shoot for, yet like you'd bleh. This was like, it was the, it seemed like the right amount of mechs on the play field to shoot for. It felt great. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, every time that it turned and saw him and you'd hear this, that is a tasty burger, like shit like that. <laughs> or you'd see the wolf or, yeah. you know, it, it was just like, ah, man, this, this is one I might want to, and then you think of the price, like what? It only costs that much. I mean, comparatively. Well, for now, for now, who, who knows what could happen, but, um, 
So yeah. I, I um, on our Instagram story, Electric Bat Arcade, um, I posted a, a flyer uh, for Pulp Fiction and I uh, said, hey, coming from our friends at Flipping Out Pinball. Oh, yeah. I got more responses to that than anything recently. Like people are very excited about that. And a lot of the questions were, when is it coming? Because yeah. uh, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of the casuals, who are really talking about this game, they don't keep up with pinball news. They don't know this mm-hmm. isn't going to be manufactured for months. Yeah. So when uh, I let them know, they were just like, bummer. No, yeah. I would have, I would have left the show with one if I could have. So a lot yeah. of like galactic tank force was for sale. I could have mm-hmm. walked away with one. Didn't want okay. to. Um, Godfathers. I think most of them were for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, Foo Fighters. I couldn't remember. There was a lot of Foo Fighters there. Yeah. Wow. Pro um, and premium. Yeah, mix, baby. Um, there was a lot, a lot of Godfathers. And, you know, so again, Pulp Fiction, yeah, anyone. Good job. I might get one. It's it's going to be <laughs> one of the games, if not game. Awesome. Of the, oh, man. It's, so would, would you get the LE or the SE? I played the one without the topper, but the topper was there, right? Man, there's mm-hmm. all this new topper stuff there. Well, I uh, well, let me just switch to Godfather because the Godfather topper uh, with the machine guns, uh-huh. it yeah. was awesome. It, yeah. it wasn't as loud as I thought it would be, or maybe because it was in public. So, it, like at home, maybe those knockers. Could, oh, and uh, MGC is loud. Yeah, is, your ears are ringing when you leave that place. Y- yep, correct. <clears throat> uh, Godfather. Uh, my thoughts on Godfather were uh, strange. I just had one game on Godfather, one and a half actually, because I had to leave in the middle of a game. Uh-huh. Um, it felt exactly like you mentioned. It felt like, yep, they got the flippers figured out, and they totally do, and that is not a concern at all, uh, at least what I, the one I played. Which, again, I guess, you know, going back to the Galactic Tank Force, if they were turned on at the same time, and if there was one of the companies I would have thought had mushy flippers, anyway, that wasn't the case. M- my opinion is, I think, what, what I've heard other public people say, and you to a certain extent, is mm-hmm. um, there's a lot going on. <laughs> To me, like in a one game, I couldn't follow what I was doing. I had multi balls, two of them stacked at one point. Like I don't even know. I like shooting stuff. The left orbit felt really good. That ramp, I think, because there's so many diverters, so I didn't whatever shot it is up in the middle half the time, and then it diverts right. off. But uh-huh. that felt good. Um, that like ball lock thing on the right, it's kind of got a horseshoe in it. I don't even know what you call that. Mech. Yeah, the compound lock. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Uh, all <clears throat> of it was very impressive. Uh, it was just like overwhelming for like playing it there. Like I can't, plus you got the pressure of people behind you. Like, right. I don't want to take up more than one game. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to like hold the flipper. I'll be like, all right, let me just read everything in the play field and learn this game. So that's one I do want to play more on. I didn't walk away with like a wow feeling. I walked away with, uh, I want to play more. Um, nothing is turning me off. Uh, it's just like, I, I don't really have an opinion yet. I have like, it looks pretty. It feels like a million bucks. It sounds like a million bucks. It's JJP. That is not in contention. It, it was funny though. I was, I was texting Ken Cromwell from JJP, hoping to see him there. He had uh, some family stuff come up. He's like, yeah, hey, if you see Eric, you know, Minya are there. Um, tell him I said hello. And right when he was texting that, Eric walked up and I, I'd never met him, but I was introduced. I was like, hey, Eric. He's like, yeah, I'm like uh, Ken just sent me a text saying hello if I run into you. And he's like, oh, showed him the text. So he's like, he asked, he's like, hey, what do you think of the game? And I, I had like such a quick opinion. I'm like, it's good. I, uh, you know, because I didn't know what to say. I'm like, I barely had much time. It's, like, it's overwhelming. <laughs> right. You know, like, I think I kind of mentioned it was overwhelming. Just tell um, him you're speechless. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't even. 
I can't even. I can't even. That is actually the perfect response to someone. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I can't even, Eric. I mean, 50-50. That either made his day or made his day in a terrible right. way. Okay. GTF. Pulp Fiction, Godfather is the one I'm going to like, I, I just need more time. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'll at least say I did not walk away with anything negative. I also didn't walk with anything like, oh my God, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, I got to play it more. Um, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is interesting. Um, I'm not saying that as like, oh, the game's not great. No, I just, my time with Foo Fighters at the show was was more than everything else combined because i went to the foo fighters seminar uh with you know ray day jack danger tanyo uh vinicor i mean the whole team was there mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of av issues in the room not their fault which is kind of funny um they're trying to show stuff and you couldn't see anything on the screen but learned a lot about foo fighters before i played it the reason why i have one pre-ordered it's probably gonna i think right now ellie's are on the line uh the week of april 4th and then I think premiums are going to be pretty quick. So I should have one in the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. I kind of didn't want to play it. I wanted to wait. Um, anyway, so I watched the Foo Fighters seminar, learned a lot of little nuggets that a, cool, a couple of them I wrote down, but here's one. The Overlord was inspired by Skeletor for, from He-Man, which now like looking at it and like, okay, yep, that makes sense. Uh, you know, let's also just do a He-Man game next, please. Thanks, Jack. The, the code differentiation between Tanyo and Ray Day seemed, well, as, as Tanyo put it, that Ray Day was the one who made it fun for everyone. I think Tanyo kind of just, just did like the overall of what it was. When, when they talked about s- first making the game, which they said took roughly 14 months from start to finish, that most of their a- interaction was, I forget it was with her name. I think uh, Kristen was the lead marketing, I think, something like that, or, or PR. But they did have a, an initial meeting with Dave Grohl over Zoom. And Jack said that was pretty awesome, as I can imagine, meeting Dave Grohl and talking with him over Zoom. He was super excited. But then they didn't have a lot of pushback of working with Kristen. They just, apparently, most of her reactions to things were like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, so it sounded like it was a very supportive licensing team with, with what they were doing. And when they opened up to Q&A, a couple that I wrote down that were maybe the first more than any of them, that I was most interested in hearing the answer, was someone asked... Did you start with the pro or premium in your design? And I know a lot of people think, you know, oh, they they started with the LE and then they ripped it all down to a pro or they started it with a pro and then they tried to add things to add bomb. You know, all the pin side people that go batshit crazy over this. Here's what they did in Foo Fighters. They started with the premium LE and then they removed what they needed to to bring the bill of materials down for the pro. So when Jack went at it, it was all, you know, he filled it with everything he could and then you know i don't want to say stripped it because it makes it sound like the pro is worse no that's just the process that that game went it through. is the pro is most definitely not stripped that, that's the one we have in the arcade right now right and it, and it yeah it is loaded with fun something very interesting as well that the play field so when people say in this game, when Jack kind of defensively in a positive way was mentioning, people say like, oh, there's more flow in the pro because, you know, the, the play field changes and this and that. The play fields between the premium, well, at least the premium and pro, probably the LE as well, they are identical in every way. You could take a pro play field and put in a premium flip-flop. They're the same play field to a T. So they didn't change anything physical on that. They just had to remove stuff for the bill of materials, which I also found interesting because there's a lot of sometimes play fields that they have to be different to accommodate for what they're doing. Someone also asked what the code name was for the game. 
and it was Falcon. So if anyone saw that over the last year on on Pinside, it was Falcon. And then some just idiot. uh, And this guy is going to get to figure it out. Figure it out. In the middle of the Q&A for Foo Fighters asked, when are you going to rerun Stranger Things? What? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I get it. Wrong room, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) I, I get people want it, but like you're talking to the designers of the game the artists of the game, people that poured their sweat and tears, their job, and you're like, yeah, but what about this other guy that I want? Fucking dork. Figure it out. <laughs> and they answered it very politely, like, oh, you know, and can neither confirm or deny, but like that right. one I wrote down was like, oh, this, this fucking guy. Noted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so after the seminar, I was talking with Jack and, and Ray Day and, and them, and they asked me, and Mike Vinicor as well, by the way, I introduced myself, I said, hello. Yeah. He says, hello back. Um, Great Hopefully guy. we can bring him on soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. They asked, hey, did you play it? And I said, no, for the same reasons I'm waiting. Anyway, they convinced me to play it. Didn't take much. I'm like, I want to play it. <laughs> so then I went up and played it. I played a premium. And that fucker flows. Right. Holy shit, guy. And, and that's what I was telling you. I, I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or when we were just talking off record. But um, the timing of the shots you you can nail these combos like on accident it, oh my it, god yeah it just feels so so good hey jack did a great job with that yeah did, the, did you play the pro also no i just played the premium okay and it was like there was so much to it uh I got, similar to godfather well, i just need more time but okay. again i walked away just like oh my god i can't wait to play more um, I did want to at least get multi-ball, so I got Area 51 multi-ball. I easily, it took a few shots to find the right ramp. It's not as easy as like a Star Trek left ramp or anything like that, but you do get it. I was like, okay, I got a feel for it. And then when it gets, gets up on the upper play field, it's a nice, subtle upper play field where you can get that thing swinging around. You can, uh, that's what she said. Yep. You can get it swinging. <laughs> Build it up up there with the little flipper, and you got to be pretty quick because it's not like you can keep it up there forever. Uh, that felt really good, and then just hitting that left ramp was easy as pie, but it's good because that's like a mode starter, the van starter. Yeah. Um, and then that crossover shot. God, that jump it, ramp. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's it great. just like it shoots up there, and it's like, oh, did it do like five figure eights? And like, where is it going? It's going all over the place. Um, it. It sounded great, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Foo Fighters. The colors, it was popping. Yeah, I mean, the flow was the number one word I thought of after that. Of like this, I can see the, you know, inspiration. I think he mentioned that Deadpool's his favorite game. Jack Danger did. I can see that in this for sure. I can see a little Godzilla. <sighs> it, I think it has so much um, subtly packed into it, like shots and just angles and in motion sure. and that little auto pl- what is that that target that shoots back yeah kicking right. target huh that's just unheard of as soon as i played that i messaged him uh right when i unboxed it and i had no idea there was a kicking target in there and you know and it happened and i messaged him and i was like a kicking target who the fuck are you and he <laughs> yeah he, he laughed and said yeah i had to break some uh, rules that you know Stern doesn't usually uh, get into, but he he did. He did some cool and and the little shats, the inline, the mm. the targets on the inlanes, mm-hmm. very cool, very, very cool. cool. The shats targets, I don't know what you want to call those, but um, yeah, the shits, he, 
Yeah, he did some different things, and it feels good. And and it 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 I think it feels good to everybody. Where where Godfather, I think, is an, an acquired taste. Sure. Uh, this is this is stern pinball at its finest. Yeah, it it yeah, that is a good way to put it. It felt kind of like a best of a lot of things, mm-hmm. and there was yeah, there was nothing when I was playing it that was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. It was like, oh, there's so much to dig into in that. I uh, I'm excited to get it. I I'm gonna turn it up at home. I'm gonna get that. See about the farting. I didn't check about the farting. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell. Um, again, I'm right. a betting man. I assumed it farted, but we'll see. Uh, ours doesn't. I really cranked ours up <sighs> loud, and it did not. Um, yeah. So I, th- the, I think it's working. And the software's there. Like it's. I think yeah. I, after we opened it, we had one update, and we could immediately have it in a tournament. <sighs> Hey, well, while we're talking, there is a, oh, we got... We got newsflash? We got newsflash from Stern, new code update for Bond, uh, 0.89. I need Uh, to install that before the tournament today. Numerous game enhancements, including four new skill shots and 20 new sequence combo awards. Hey, four new skill shots. Don't care. Uh, 20 new sequence combo awards. This code also adds additional polish, game adjustments, but cool. At least those are starting to come out the the code for that game and i did play bond premium for the first time side note just let me give my quick tldr man that game shoots so good <laughs> bond bond fuck. oh i yeah. love it yeah god it shoots it feels so good we we kept our premium traded in our pro for the foo fighters mm. and at this point i think we're gonna stick with the foo fighters pro because uh some of the other arcades in the valley I know one's getting the LE and I think the other one's getting the premium. So I kind of, and and most importantly, everybody I've talked to who has played both of these games, they say both are great and you have half the people like the pro, half the people like the premium. So I think it would be cool if, you know, in the, in the Arizona Valley, if we have a mix of, of the two. That was one of the, um, when I was mentioning the play fields being the same that Jack mentioned of the games literally flow the same. Uh, and a premium like just don't hit the upper left flipper and it'll feel the same as a pro which is kind of interesting but to put a bow on the Foo Fighters I was playing after Foo Fighters I went to play uh, well I went uh, I went to go play Rush with Ray Day because they had the topper there the Rush topper which is Mm. brand new holy shit that thing is badass I love that Uh, and expression lighting's on the premium so I played that and it was pretty cool I was like, hey, can I play this? And you walk me through some stuff. I, I know how to play Rush, but having, you know, the guy who did the code right there pointing you where to shoot doesn't hurt. And it was pretty fun. Um, actually, pretty good game. He wanted to see that he hadn't seen him yet, uh, Ray Day. He wanted to see some of the topper features. So he's like, all right, shoot that, shoot this, basically, like, get get the mystery. And he wants to see the, you know, the clock spin and see if it lands an extra ball, which it did. But he saw a bug and he's like, oh, okay, I got I to gotta report that back. So it didn't work as intended, but still... It was awesome uh, playing Rush, and oh, that that game too is. As far as the topper goes, does it have any? Does it affect gameplay at all? Kind of like the, yeah, okay. Well, like, so there's like the what, gears Jurassic the, or the, um, um, well, uh, it has Mando. the gears the turn, and uh-huh. then it has in the middle this uh, spinning kind of wheel of fortune. There's four options: extra ball. I forget what the other three are because I only care about extra ball. Oh, on the and, topper, on the topper. So cool. when you hit mystery, it'll like spin, and whatever it lands on is what you get. And I think it adds additional things with it. Uh, and so it's really cool. Um, yeah, something that actually kind of interacts with the game. And it 
it looked like it belonged. Where some of those toppers, like, what is this? You know, yeah. what are you doing? Right. This one just felt like, oh, this this should have come stock. So while I was <laughs> it's playing, just a piece of plastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Two grand. Uh, I was playing that, and then you know, I was talking to Jack, and he, I told him I finally played Foo Fighters, and he asked what I thought. I said I came, uh, and he was very happy with that result. Mm-hmm. So of the games I played. You could tell from the lines after, you know, by by afternoon, what games people liked the most. And it was very clear that Pulp Fiction had the biggest weight next to Bond's 60th. Um, Foo Fighters might have, but they had like a thousand Foo Fighters there. They had this whole section that was just basically Foo Fighters in a star right. pattern. And then, I mean, maybe it just looked like a lot, but it was a lot. Um, but the stars of the show for me, regardless of era or time, were... Foo Fighters, Pulp Fiction, playing Rush again. Man, I, Rush is great. Elvira, House of Horrors, which I never got a chance to play. And Bram Stoker's Dracula, which thankfully I'm finally going to get one on Friday. Ooh, I'm driving. Yeah. Man, get one. love that game. I'm excited. Yeah, so that was my show as far as playing games. I did notice. Uh, well, okay, so Scooby-Doo was there, right? I didn't play it. I didn't want to. I don't know. Just didn't want to play it. It was, uh, people were playing it and like, whatever. I don't know. There wasn't really a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Scooby-Doo. So, ugh. I know this guy, every time he hit a flipper, this is just some random side note, and I'm going to end with this. He would hit the flipper buttons like he's smacking someone. Like spanking every, not like, you know, he's like subtly hitting him and then like, oh, I want to really get this shot and I get it. I'll hit hard. Everyone, bam, bam. And I was like, I wanted, what is wrong with you, dude? You are embarrassing yourself. Figure it out. Yeah, that that sounds like some of the folks who come in to the arcade and slam one machine into the other one. They're just just like too aggressive, man. And then that's when I tighten up the tilts. I, I assumed this guy's name was Trevor. Okay. <laughs> you know, no offense right. to Trevors out there, but right. you know they're, what I mean. They're good Trevors. They're bad yeah. Trevors. Yeah, but this guy was a Trevor. Um, I didn't, you know, I was disappointed. I, I probably visibly shook my head and walked away. The other highlight of the show was selling Ray Day the Bond Pro, not because of the money. Uh, I mean, yeah, th- thank you. But oh, Walking Bond Dead, Pro, right? what the hell? Walking yeah, Dead, Walking yeah. Dead. Walking Dead, sorry. So how, how long did you have this Walking Dead? Um, A couple weeks. <laughs> Why are you? You just need to be a distributor. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, if I if I don't have to keep more than like three games at a time, I'll sign me up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Let's 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 make that happen. Uh, it, it was because I was looking for a premium, and I got a pro from uh, someone well, roughly <laughs> local, a good dude, mm-hmm. um, Rusty Lizard on Pinside, and it was a normal deal, which is good. So I sold it to you know Ray Day for the same thing. Where like it's lower than people think on Pinside, so. Uh, so usually when that happens, they sell like immediately. So yeah. Ray Day is like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to make money. I'm not one of those pricks. So d- did you find a Walking Dead premium or you're looking for one? I Both. I uh-huh. found one. It kind of slightly fell through. We're going to see if it happens. But um, it's, yeah, I, I, I just got a Rubik's. I want to find, I want a premium. Whatever. So I don't know if you want that. I do have a friend who's about to put, he needs Ooh. to make room and he's putting his Walking Dead uh, home use only LE on the market. So I can, mm. and it has the topper. 
Shit. Right. Right. I like that topper. Yeah. So if you, I can reach out to him if you want me to. Okay. Oh shit, man, that's dangerous. Okay. Pro- you're probably gonna get some emails about that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't if, wait. If you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, uh, we went and uh, put the Walking Dead that was fit sideways into my car into Tanya's, uh CRV, I believe, right side up. Um, Ian, for, sorry, Doc Monday from uh, Nudge came with us, took some pictures. It's good to see him. He bought a Han Solo replica gun, so he was our security. Um, <laughs> while Ray he, handed he me, he sent me a photo of, of that. That looked cool. Yeah, Ray was handing me handing me hundreds of dollars, and and Ian was the lookout. But yeah, it was good to talk to get to meet Tanya and and talk to him about you know his work on Deadpool and all the other stuff he's doing. Good dude. To, if he happens to be listening, hello. Um, thanks for inviting us into your hotel room <laughs> and grabbing the keys. And luckily he parked by me. We parked in the same lot. It was easy peasy. Got that thing loaded up. So that was cool. And um, yeah, aside from MGC, before we get to flipper rubbers, some people want to know this and whatever, ready for the emails. I did get my sixth Lord of the Rings. Wow. Congratulations, man. That. <laughs> yeah. I t- tell you what, Thank you. right there. Yeah, six, baby. That's, um, that is truly impressive. I'm, yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. I've, I've neglected to say in the past because I don't want people to scoop these shits up. This is why. Why have, oh, why have you gone through six? You're a crazy person. Sure, possibly. Um, Lord of the Rings, being my favorite theme, uh, has some play field issues uh, color-wise. They used I don't I, I don't know all the science behind it. Maybe Joel does from a printing background. Joel Engelworth from a Triple Drain, just another pinball and flipping out friends. Go check him out. Uh, a Lord of the Rings playfield. When you look at it, especially look at the fellowship and the art, it either looks normal, hey, it looks like skin, or it looks green as fuck. They have I think three to four different kind of variants out there where it's really dark, really dark green. You can really tell. Um, over like a map color, which is, you know, like a, uh, you know, like a papyrus, a very just beige map, you know, old school paper. You can see it cause it looks fucking green. There's that. Uh, and that is very prevalent in like 2004 to 2006 kind of era of the, the game started in 2003, printing them all the way to 2009. The LE is printed perfectly. And believe it or not, when I owned my first two Lord of the Rings, I was wondering why this one at Tilt Pinball looked so much brighter. It's like, oh, they have all these extra lights on it. It just looked more like, it looked more glowing amber yellow, the look of Lord of the Rings that you think. And like, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and then I took pictures when I was there one day. Cause it's just, this is how much it bothered me. And then I got home and realized this difference instantly. Holy shit, some of these are really dark green. And no matter how many lights you put on it, it's just going to look more green. And like, fuck, it's a big difference. And why? To me, it's a difference. I do like, uh, you know, I've made custom Lord of the Rings um, maps myself, either burning wood, or finishing wood. I have Lord of the Rings poster. You can see behind me, I have busts. It's one of my favorite, you know, things. And for me, the, the thing about it is just it makes it, f- it makes you feel like things in the past, before electricity, before whatever, that just old school feeling. And I think part of it is the color scheme. It just feels, you know, I don't, I take LEDs out of that and put incandescence in, you know, the candlelight, just the feeling of, of, mm-hmm. of, of the times before when things were simple. And to me, it's a visual is a big part of it. So I've gone through six of these fuckers to finally get one 
that is all the things I wanted, which is just a home use only, super low plays. There's not a single mod on it. The play field is completely neutral. The skin looks peach. The you know the everything you'd expect is a neutral color, and I, I had that with the LE. I was like, okay, cool, this is perfect. But for thirteen and a half thousand dollars, like, ah, I'd rather spend like four thousand dollars less and have everything I want. So anyway, that was the the long sto- journey of my Lord of the Rings of getting a green one, getting a more green one, getting a less green one, but the playfield is beat to shit, and then going all the super. Uh, you know, LE to get what I thought I wanted and realizing like, I don't want to spend this much money and I finally got one. So yes, I've gotten six. Here's number six. If there's a game I'm going to bolt, it's this fucker and we'll see when I get rid of it in two weeks. We'll see what I, happens. I like how you treat pinball machines like PlayStation 1 games. Just trade <laughs> trade them in. Go get another one. <laughs> like Lock it, man. Sell, sell, sell five of them. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, but I won't. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. It's, it's interesting because Lord of the Rings... It's one of those games where on the secondary market, you can move it easy. As long as you know what you're doing, you know. I mean, a Turtles Pro, eh, you know, that's a a tough one. Certain games are tough to... Led Zeppelin Pro, Mm -hmm. that's a tough one. Mm. Um, Lord of the Rings, people want that shit, no matter what. So as long as you pay for it and expect a normal price, eh, whatever. You're not really losing any money. Cheers. Anyway, um, I did finally get a Tron... That oh. story is to be told in like five or six weeks. Very interesting okay. what's happening with that Tron. I'll leave it at that. Okay. But I don't want to talk about pinball anymore. I want to learn from someone who worked at, I mean, Marco Specialties, right? And you run an arcade. You know about pinball, the guts, the workings of it way more than me and, hopefully, and probably a lot of listeners. So, you know, okay. I want to hear about... F- Taking care of the play field, I want to hear about rubbers. Like, l- 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 let me start off what I know about rubbers. As mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier, I know that the game comes with rubbers, and then sometimes people <laughs> are like, Titan, silicone, right. I only use competition rings. I don't fucking know what they mean. Tell uh-huh. me, what's what's the scoop with rubbers? Yeah, you hear, you hear so, much, so many people argue. Uh, throughout the years, you, uh, people are arguing on Penn side and Reddit about rubbers, which rubbers you use. I mean, here's the thing. You just, you just bought a... Four to twelve thousand dollar machine. Just use whatever the fuck you want, you know. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what we do at uh, in in a setting. And uh, keep in mind, um, Electric Bat Arcade is open from six a.m. to two a.m. three hundred and sixty five days a year. Jesus. So that does that does play into you know s- some of the the reasons we use uh, some rubbers over other ones. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you, so we we have a lot of uh, competition players coming through. Oh, and, speak. Wait, wait a minute. Wait huh? a minute. Yeah. We never got to top earners. Oh, you want, do you want to do that first? Let's do it. Cause yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, okay. Uh, for those of first time listening to this. Yeah. Side note, electric bat arcade, one of the biggest, best pinball arcades out there. You're too kind. Also literal. Uh, you know, we want to check in sometimes how are games doing on location. So monthly, we want to check in. And so, what are your top three earners right okay. now? What's making the bucks? Um, and and th- I, I believe this was the winner last month. Um, oh well, the month prior to last, uh, Toy Story back. Toy Story crushed it once again. What? Um, yeah, way, way, way on top. Is and it the I, theme? It's the theme. It's, and um, also, I think it's the location because it's 
when you come into the arcade, it's one of the first ones you see. Um, and it is so bright and the light show is amazing. And, and, and kind of, um, the toy story is like easy to digest. I mean, just the whole yeah. feel, the vibe, right. Um, uh, you know, parents don't mind their kids playing that thing. Um, yeah, so it crushed it. It, okay. a- it absolutely crushed it. Um, followed by number two, and there's a reason for this. Number two is Ghostbusters. Ooh, because it was the tournament game of the okay. month, the cash tournament game. Yeah, and um, so uh, operators out there, you know, go to Pinball Life, Marco Specialties, whoever you have to get one of these stern tournament buttons because it pays. I, I think the button's like thirty bucks or something, and it absolutely makes a difference. People get into heated. Uh, competition trying to trying to win money on on these things. Did you were saying was it Walt last time? Did he win it or do you know oh, the winner? Oh, Walt crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody nobody came close to Walt. Walt had over eight billion, Christ. and then uh, uh, the second place was around like two or three, and then uh, third place around like one point five or something like that. But all 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 the guys win money. Um, Here's your mini pro tip on how to get that much points in Ghostbusters. You hit the proton pack on the left, and then you get the two times and the three times multiplier going, so you get a six times play field and just get into uh, looping supers. Hit that fucker a hundred times. There you go. And then you win money. That's yeah, it. That's it. Easy as that. Uh, number three. Number three. This will. Uh, nobody's going to be surprised by this. It's Godzilla. Godzilla. Say, yeah. I think Godzilla is always going to be in the top three at, at some point. Yeah. And, and here's, this is yeah. something that's interesting. Number four was not Nobody's, a pin, was not a pinball machine. Fuck, was it? <laughs> I don't know if we can talk about it on this on the pinball uh, party, but I'll it cut is it off. A, we can't. It is a party. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, we was have it one of the um, new shooters. Yes, it's it's the alien. I don't even know what it's called. I, I don't play it. It's the yeah. a- aliens shooter game where you hold a machine gun. And it's got a gigantic screen in front of you. Those things are coming back like crazy. Alien resurrection or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's good. It's a money maker. Get one. Um, yeah, so that thing's killing it. And of course, I mean, it's it, uh, uh, shooters and sit down drivers yeah. always make money with the casuals. And I, and I think it's, I like to think it's a, a gateway into pinball because people will do that and see how much fun we're playing, uh, having playing pinball. And they'll, mm. you know, hey, let's throw a buck in this thing. Okay, thanks for the update. Sorry to derail the flipper. Sorry, the rubber talk. Hey, um, no rubbers problem. are important. No rubbers are protection. All right, so I think we were going. Uh, Electric Bat open six a.m. to two a.m. You get a lot. Basically, what you're saying is these games get play. These so games do get play. Yeah. When you get a new inbox Stern Pro, they just have black rubbers. Are you mm-hmm. changing it? What are you doing? No, we 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 keep all those on there because um, our players like the traditional rubbers. Uh, basically, like you know what Marco sells, the pinball rubber works. Um, mm. That's what if, uh, for flippers. Um, okay, but if if you have so this is basically what we do. Um, we'll, we'll use pinball rubber works for the flippers because uh, a lot of competition players don't like the silicone or super bands and. Just so we're clear, Titan rubbers are silicone, um, and 
they don't take the abrasion quite as well as super bands. Super bands are polyurethane. I mean, they are hardcore. You will probably never have to change uh, uh, super bands. They're they're hard to get on, but once you get them on, they're not going anywhere, and they will last forever. So why uh, wouldn't everyone use those? Well, uh, because of the they're they're hard. They they feel completely different. A lot of competition players don't like playing with them, uh, but there are situations where you would want to use it. When I was working at Marco Specialties, I used to have a, a customer I would deal with who would uh, I would create entire uh, sets of Superband rubbers for games he had on location because he had he had I believe he was in New York and he had machines all over town. And he, he does not want to change rubbers. If you don't ever want to change your rubbers, get some super bands. Uh, those are polyurethane. Those are polyurethane. They okay. are, they are tough. Um, so that, that's a situation where you would, would want to use something like that. Set it and forget it. Right. When we, I, I believe spooky games, I don't know if it's Titan, but they, they are silicone and they they just don't last with the, with the hours that we are open and how much play we're getting uh, they were like on our TNA that people immediately like blew holes in them in, in the in the uh you know the post rubbers so silicone is wearing faster than standard rubber oh big time oh yeah yeah the abrasion resistance and and we used to do you know, at, at Marco, when we were developing uh, super bands and what have you, many years ago, we would do tests on all the rubbers, all the different ones, and um, and the silicone would wear out a lot faster. So why even yeah. offer it? Excuse my ignorance. Why why would people want it? Oh, because of the colors. Oh, yeah, I, they look great. And 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 here's the thing: for home use, I'm I'm sure it's fine. You okay. know, if you don't if you don't have you know a hundred people playing your machines. Uh, they look fine. And I, and I like the way they feel. They just won't last in the arcade. Although I did hear that they changed at Titan. They changed the formula. And then they, now they have like a performance formula. I don't know anything about that. But I heard that they do last longer. But the, the, the biggest benefit is you can like choose any color you want. And so in standard rubber, is it? But you only it's, get in standard red. rubber, you basically get black and that that red or that kind of like brick color, you know. That comes or, on like, uh, I guess for me, uh, Jurassic Park, I think has like red. Sure, and sure. and I think I think those are Suzo Hap rubbers, but they, they those are traditional rubber and not uh, silicone or or polyurethane. Um, and then back in the day, you used to be able to we we used to get uh, blue rubbers, yellow rubbers. You still might be able to find them. Uh, but be careful if they've been sitting in a warehouse, uh, they do degrade, uh, you know, do traditional rubber. And okay. It's good to know. I, I, I sometimes switch it just for the color. Right. And I'm like, yeah. get paralyzed by choice of mm-hmm. the pin side of the opinions. Are, oh, I, I'm a Titan guy for life. Okay. What? I'm a silicone. I'm a polyurethane. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm like, fuck, I don't know, but I, I do know what I see on location a lot especially local um, is like there's black shit everywhere. And I don't think it's the standard coil black powder, you know, that you just rub off or whatever. It looks like bits of rubber. Is that a, is that a rubber thing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they break down over time. 
Absolutely. And they do dirty up the play field. That's why you got to clean them up. Silicone the uh, same way? Sorry. Like if you got black silicone, would it produce the same result? Yeah. Well, it here's they all it all turns black. Even if okay. you have white rubbers, eventually it rolls around ah. and, and it's all it's just it's gonna look like it's like some black gray dust. Sure. Yeah, when it combines it with everything else. Um so we have one machine that has all almost all super bands, even the post rubbers. Oh, that's another thing. For post rubbers, we love super bands because they last forever. And especially in, in tight spots where you you have to take off like eight ramps to get to your you know post rubbers, put put super bands on there. They'll those are the polyurethanes. Those so are I'm just the poly- trying to keep up. Okay. Yep, yeah, those are the polyurethane ones. Um if anybody and you're gonna uh, need to do this at some point, maybe uh, on BSD uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that if anybody's worked on that, that is a pain in the ass to re-rubber. So last time I had to re-rubber it, I just put super bands on everything except the flippers because you you have to take off all the Dracula, the coffin, all the ramps. You have to take off so much to get to some of those posts. Uh okay. And when, when you were talking earlier, like the, the downside is that people don't like the way it feels, but you're mm-hmm. saying feels is just the way I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The feel is the way that the ball kind of is traction to the flipper and the Ex- way it bounces. Exactly. The bounce, the grip. Yeah. And so, and at the same time, some people love it and swear by it. So in the simplest terms, in order of, I guess, I don't know, bounciness, what, mm-hmm. or is that a thing? Like if you threw a ball at a flipper, rubber, silicone, polyurethane. What's is there a big I mean, difference I, between all three of them? Uh, I think the biggest difference is between the, the silicone feels more like traditional rubber. The, the biggest difference you're going to get is with the super bands because they are they are really hard. Okay. You should you should actually just buy a set just to to see what they're all about because it's it's really interesting. They are I mean noticeably harder than uh, the other two options. So when you get a stern, you just let it until until the black wears out. Once the black wears out, let's say, I mean, from my experience, it's, always, it's like on the top of a, uh, you know, a uh, the slings, mm-hmm. you know, from the ball coming down off an orbit and hitting it over and over. When you replace those rubbers, are you just replacing them with black rubbers again? Or it's like, oh, at that point, we might put on super bands. No, we would never put super bands on the flippers. Just our- oh, sorry, not, no, the posts or the, uh, oh, the, the slings. Oh, the posts. Oh, 100%. Slings, um, yeah? Yeah. Are you uh, noticing? Oh, oh, no, much- not slings. No. No. No, not slings. Traditional rubber on slings. It, because they're, they're easy to get to. Oh, right. You're right. Take yeah. off like one thing and replace them. Yeah, but I've already had to flip the rubbers on uh, Foo Fighters. and I mean, it's only been here for like, what, like eight days or something? Gee, and you just mean turn them inside out? Well, um, no, just rotate them. Oh, because you yeah, know yeah. how the tips will get worn out? That's what, yep, yep. And so just rotate it where the, that tip is now, the worn out tip is now on the fat end. And then... Uh, once that wears out, you switch them out with some. Uh... So, <sighs> silicone's main advantage is colors, right? As far Over, as I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Super bands slash polyurethane is them shits are gonna last forever, forever. Nuclear, but might, nuclear fallout type stuff. <laughs> yeah, they might be more be here, more bouncy, and may might might quote might not like the way it feels, but right. maybe mm-hmm. you know. Do you think the layperson is as sensitive as a tournament player would be? Like if a ball is coming down, no way, it's re- no, the lay, no, the layperson's. I, I would imagine is more concerned about color, and you know you can get the cool colors with Titans or Superband. 
Do you know if like the, the glow in the dark stuff, because BSD is on my mind and I mm-hmm. might do a little glow in the dark, which I did on Ghostbusters, which <laughs> uh, is that silicone or is that polyurethane or could it be either? The glow in the dark, do you know? That must be silicone. Okay. Yeah. I haven't checked. I don't know if super bands come in the, the last time I was at Marco, we had just done the clear, which was kind of cool, but I, I don't know if there's any glow in the dark. Okay. All right. So any last words on rubbers? So posts put super bands on those. If you're going to change them, super band them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if it's something hard to get to, just throw some super bands on there. Uh, if not, Man, just have fun with it, man. Like, you know, let people use whatever they want to use. You know, stop arguing with them on Pinside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, you got more things to worry about than competition rings. Oh, I only use competition. Oh, right. man, now I want to be this guy's friend because he only uses competition. Right, right. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, don't be that guy. Um, or be that guy. Whatever. Hey, man, it's, like you said, it's a party. Yeah, it's a party. Do whatever man. you got to do. All right. Flippers. Sorry. Rubbers. Thank you. Playfield. Yeah. Let me tell you what I know about Playfield, and then okay. you tell me, uh, you give me all the everything else. My only experience with Playfield is basically, you know, well, most of it is Lord of the Rings on. So White Star, Sam, Spike, Spike 2, a little bit of Adam's Family and Twilight Zone, but those are, you know, whatever. So BSD is going to be my first older game that I'm going to be like, oh, you know. Uh, I have Novus 1 and Novus 2. Mm-hmm. I clean them when I need to clean them and sometimes wax them. Lately, I haven't been waxing them. And that's kind of, that's that's my expertise. Please fill in all my gaps. What should people do with their play fields? Let's start with <laughs> older stuff, right? I okay. mean, is there a big difference? Oh, there's a massive difference. Um, when older stuff, I, you know, I'm thinking classic Bally, classic okay. Gottlieb, you know, 70s, 80s. Um, those are the only machines... I would put wax on. That's just me. I'm not saying wax is bad by no means. Okay. We'll get it, we'll get into that with like modern games. Okay. But um lots of especially in Arizona, man, those things will dry up. I I have a uh we purchased a Stern Freefall, which is an amazing wide body uh layout by uh, Harry Williams. Um and it is it was just it looked rough and we found what it What year at, is that? Man, like late seventies. It's cool. It has a multi ball. It it is a very, very cool game. It's rare. There aren't there aren't many on the streets, but um, we found it at this lady's house in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And Rachel was like, "We have to get this." And I was like, "Why do you want to get this? Did you see the play field?" And it just looked wrecked. So brought it home. I literally put a half of can of wax on that thing and the the, the play field just absorbed it it was like i didn't even have to like buff it off it was gone um <laughs> jesus and i was blown away it almost looked like a new play field after that so were those I, games I, I, clear coded back in the day no or if okay. they were there was no there was none i think it's just they were just painted um sure classic Bally's, classic gottlieb's um classic sterns we will put Every once in a while, we will put a little wax on there just to preserve the play field, not not to get the ball like flying all over the place like you can with yep. a you know a, a modern game, but just to preserve the play field. And for cleaning, we go with it. We go with the Novus One. Um, yeah, and you're doing the right thing with the Novus One and Two. I, I don't know if you're aware there is a Novus Three that will destroy your play field. Yeah. Um, 
that it's basically toothpaste with sand in it. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen the the pin side post where a guy got an India Williams Indiana Jones put Novus three on it and wore uh, took the paint off. Like he, <laughs> he he got that. It's for real. You guys should should search okay. it because he called us when I was working at Marco. He called us. I actually picked up the phone. He told me the whole story, and he's like, "Man, I didn't know what I was doing. Now people on Pinside are making fun of me." <laughs> <laughs> but um and and that play field that thing's ruined he's he has to do a play field swap or just play it like that fuck it um, or like uh magic erasers when people yeah, use yeah, magic oh, erasers too oh, those are great Don't. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. No shit? They're, they're, well no th- those are great for uh, all kind of uses i wouldn't uh, use it on a pinball machine but yeah um, okay you're right yeah but i've i've used it on like some cabinets to get some like uh when w- sometimes people will put like decals their own decals or come in and put their own decals on, on your nice stern cabinet. So a magic eraser is good for, you know, just oh. spot, spot getting that uh, adhesive off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you're doing the right thing with, with, especially in the era that you're dealing with Novus, mostly Novus one. I, Novus two is a, can be kind of abrasive at times. Mm. Um, I try to only use Novus two on like, if games you could tell haven't been cleaned in forever and like the ball lines, you know, the black like, sure. lines and, and yes. like, so like is Novus two, it is slightly abrasive. Like, yeah. Is it, do you, you never use it? Like you, like if you, Oh have, no, but you probably, we totally, we totally will use it. Just like what you're, you're saying. Oh, okay. Um, like on, on the machines that like get really dirty and get a lot of play, Godzilla, Jurassic park. And you, you like, you, I'll clean it, and then like two days later, there's ball tracks everywhere, and it looks black. Yeah, I will pull out yeah. some Novus Two on those. Like, give it a good deep okay. clean. Mm. Uh, for, for everyday maintenance, one is awesome. One is awesome. Or when you were saying that that one soaked in all the wax, and then is it kind of like a big get? Like, yeah, sure, wax your Adams families, wax your things to preserve, and then once mm-hmm. you get into like the stern JJP era, it's like just clean them, and that's it. Or that's that's what we do like any modern game with a high polyurethane finish i we don't put wax on them um it is kind of a fun thing for tournaments uh <laughs> like we we went to uh the starfighters tournament which was, it was a big tournament in mesa uh when was it like a couple of months ago uh but you could tell they waxed the machines and the man, the ball was just flying. And, and uh, it, it was kind of good for that because you had a lot of hotshot players coming in and you want to make the games a little bit harder. And, and then what, what happens when you wax uh, you know, a machine like that, a modern machine with a high polyurethane finish, you get to the point where the ball's not even rolling anymore. It's just like sliding across the play field and you get this weird yeah. English. Some people love that and, and go with it. But um, I think uh, you know at, at the arcade, we like to we, we like to have the ball be predictable so people can have fun, you know, and and not it's not just like uh, bing bong banging off the slingshots the whole time. I've noticed even new in box games can be very slippery, yes, because uh, there's like there's no play on it, there's no minor grooves, so like there's English all over the place. Yeah, uh, I've. I start. I always waxed in the beginning uh, when I first started because I just thought you're supposed to. Yeah, Novus won it, mm-hmm. wax it, and it would be cool because a couple games would just be like it'd be flying all over the place. Yeah, it makes a uh, huge difference. 
But then when I play like a really used game, not a game to where the play field is completely fucked, but like a nice used game, it feels great. It feels like a worn in glove. Like this is playing right. the way it should. Right. And the shots are more predictable. The the ball paths are more predictable. Yeah. Yep. So, but but there's a there's a place for all of it. Uh so on your Dracula, are you yeah. are you gonna put lightning flippers? It has lightning flippers and I wanna change it. Okay. Because I'm not opposed to a harder game, but I used to play Dracula in the past and I was always like, all right. And last, what sold me on is when I played it with regular flippers, which I know it was mm-hmm. designed for regular flippers. Right. The shots just felt more intuitive. It wasn't suddenly easier. It was like, oh no, this is where that, that ramp should be on this flipper, which I was like, wow. And he's like, oh yeah, these are regular flippers. So to me is a shit. Yeah. That's I, I like it with regular flippers. It's, it's just yeah. more fun. Yeah. yeah like, now, I think it's a different conversation if you're playing Ghostbusters and like, I'm going to put big, long <laughs> carrot flippers on here. Like, well, come on, man. That game was designed to be like hard and nasty. Right. Or where people drill a hole in the play field and put a pulse. Like, ooh, that's stupid. But yeah. I think when a game was designed to be regular flippers, like, well, I'll let me give it a shot with how it was designed. Oh, look at that. It feels great. Yeah. Who, who would have known? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to put those. So I got to get new rubbers. I'm going to probably, I don't know, shit. I'm going to get, I'm, here, you you tell me, do I get black flipper bats with red rubbers or do I get Ooh. red flipper bats with black rubbers? I've been at that all day. I, I on, on BSD, I like, on BSD. I like red flippers on that thing. With and that's, black rubber. That's what we're using right now. Red flippers, black okay. rubbers. Yep. And is there a difference from a ex Marco employee when it's a, Williams bat versus just a generic bat of the same size. Is there like a weight difference? Is there any, should I? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't believe so. I, I, I mean, I think the only difference is going to be the logo and yeah. then, and then whether it's the Motorola or, or the Williams, you know, there was a, <laughs> depending on which way it's facing, like throughout the years, they've had molds that go either way. And you, oh, used, sure. to, you, you used to be able to tell them which one you wanted. I, I don't know what it's like now. Uh yeah well I wanted to say fuck on it so I don't know if they have those yeah in that's stock. gonna that's gonna cost a little more yeah yeah well, I'll pay the difference no big deal so what what about those metal flippers have, have oh, you the tried precision those flippers yeah that everyone's sponsored by and everything no I've no because that that to me that gets into the territory of like the the I, no I could be ignorant again mm-hmm. and I am. I feel like the game is, you know, it's it's using CAD, it's using physics to figure out the mathematics and physics of this game, mm-hmm. and you change something like that. Again, the lightning flippers and the regular flippers in Dracula, I think, is a different conversation because how we're designed. Right. But you suddenly put in a different weighted and a different driven physical mechanism. It, like, changes the game. So even if it's for the better, I'm thinking, like, that's not how the game was designed per se so to answer your question short no the same way i feel like when i'm playing a video game i don't want to change the difficulty if it's dark souls or bloodborne it's hard as shit great i'm right. gonna play it, it's hard as shit you're not it's a game mar- genie guy yeah uh back oh, then oh you did yeah yeah a little bit but i think it was more so i was more akin to like nba jam let me get those heads big as fuck <laughs> You know, I want to play Sub-Zero. I want to yeah. get weird, but I don't want to make it easier. Unless, okay, Bart versus the Space Mutants on NES. Yeah, no, that, fuck uh-huh. that game. Yeah. But uh, no, so I would rather pr- prefer to play a game as intended. Same way I never put in like five balls for a play. It's three. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, no, I'm, I'm totally with you? you on that. I want to keep it original. I want the the you know the slight give a plastic flipper will will give you. Uh, yeah, I'm with that. I want, but I I would like to put it on one game just to see what it's all about. Maybe like yeah. a I don't know, like a Rick and Morty or something, some something weird. I read somewhere that someone put it on a JJP game and they loved the way it changed it. And here's something uh, interesting, I, I believe. Uh, I think this is a rumor that so the new JJP game godfather feels great right and i think what they figured out with that is they might be able to retroactively apply that i don't know i want to say fix or change to older jjp games should do it i don't think the older games were designed in mind for like well coil fade is going to happen so it's going to feel worse over time Mm -hmm. i don't think that's a design decision so like you know lord of the rings with there's like the weak flippers the medium coils and the hot coil you know the strong coils you can get from pinball life and all that now that's a different kind of conversation. I've had a, a Lord of the Rings with um, flipper fans on it or coil fans, mm-hmm. uh, which helps. Um, but the very first Lord of the Rings I ever had, I, I believe had medium coils and I, I was none the wiser. I didn't know later on from looking through my listings and realizing what I listed, like those actually felt the best to me. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a, there's a fine line on like modifying a game to like play as it should. Mm-hmm. Flipper fans, coils, the right flipper, rubber, you know, whatever it may be versus like, yeah, here's a whole different mechanism and a new ramp. Good right. luck. Right. I agree. Yep. Yep. But when you mentioned earlier the tournament button, mm-hmm. I know there's kind of whiplash going all the way back to that. When someone pushes that, what does it do on the screen? Does it only work on Spike 2 games? Does it work on... Like, or is so, it- uh, Spike... I know it works on Spike 1 and 2, but I think it, it'll it even work on s- s- at least Sam. Oh. Um, yeah, because I, I think I remember seeing them on like World Poker Tour. What is that White Star or Sam? I can't remember. But anyway, so this is what happens. Yeah. Um, you... You you have to put two credits in, so like before at, you push the button. Before you push the button, because the the button won't even flash until you have enough uh, uh, money in there. So two okay. credits at the bat. That's two bucks, um, and then that 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 button will start flashing, and then and then you hit it, and you're in tournament mode, where you know, some of the money goes to the operator, some goes to the pot or, or you know, however it works. Mm. And, um, but the, the screen explains all of it. Okay. The, the, the way we found out about this, we, we were at, um, at expo and everybody went to Logan arcade after the, uh, after the show closed. And we noticed on black Knight sort of rage, these tournament winners were popping up on the screen and it, and it said how much money they won. And we're like, what the hell? So we we grabbed some of the stern programmers and they're like, how are they doing that? They're like, yeah. oh, you just need this twenty thirty dollar button. We're like, huh. what the? It's like it's been in the software for years. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, so we bought two, I think, and to try it out, it was a hit. It you know people are throwing money in the machines um, to to try to win some money, and then uh, other arcades were messaging us going. How how the hell are you doing that? Oh, you just have to buy, uh, you know, you just have to buy this button. So then, within a week, all the buttons were sold out everywhere. Shit. Yeah. What one one guy I know bought thirty of them. 
Jesus. Yeah, for his arcade. But so so that's that's all it is to it. Uh, you know that's that's what's going on. You put your two bucks in, you hit the tournament button, which is right below the start button. Yeah, and you. Play. And I assume it's competition mode by default. Yeah. Um, it, it takes, I, I believe it takes out the extra balls. I don't, I don't ever play it, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't I love extra balls, man. <laughs> I do. Like, it's my favorite thing in a game uh-huh. because it means like, all right, I got more, more lives. Yeah. Yeah. But know? this is, this is for big money, man. You don't, you don't <sighs> want a bunch of extra balls. Mm, but I do, you know? Yeah. So speak for yourself. Walt doesn't need them. Ray Day might not need them. Keith right. Allen might not need them. Right. Let me, let me get them. Can I pay triple if i pay three bucks can i get extra balls in mine that you know? would be hey. cool that's we, we need to talk to uh, ray day handicaps about that. let's yeah. get handicaps he needs to add there. that in there all right we've talked to these people to death about pinball uh i haven't freaked out from my uh N- nmn um i've probably aged downward two years while we've yep. been talking still so looking I, good thank you uh same same to you um this crush zero isn't giving me nearly as much energy as the peach ring so that's a fucking bummer um, so I'm dying here. Let's get out of here. Um, Electric Bat Arcade. Uh, where else can they find you, Kale? Check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, Electric Bat Arcade on Instagram. Uh, we also have a Discord. And I will... I don't even know. I, I'm kind of new to it. I don't know how you get to it. But I'll, I'll post a... Uh, yeah. A link. I'll post a link in the in the Instagram story and on Facebook. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you're in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're all having a good time talking about shit. Um, and it doesn't have to be pinball related. We we, we want to talk about current events, mm-hmm. uh, science, science, uh, science, biology, whatever you have. Come come tell us about it. If you if you just picked up a new pinball machine, let yeah. us know. Um, and we are located in Tempe, Arizona. If you want to come visit us in person. Uh, we also have a location in the cold, cold north of Arizona at Flagstaff. Speak for yourself. It's much colder here up in Wisconsin. Oh, but it really is. It you, a- you can find Pinball Party. Uh, well, you can find us on Patreon. Feel free to donate, support the show. We would love to, to have you. Uh, we also have a Facebook as well. And just very newly trying out this Instagram thing. It's brand new. I don't know if you've heard of it. Try out the Instagram. Putting some bullshit out there. Um, so check us out on Instagram. Uh, Discord as well, but our our Discord is behind a paywall, so get wrecked. Get fucked. Go and join that, but uh, join the uh, Electric Bat Discord, that'd be great. Um, Or send me an email at pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com. And other than that, you know, I'm out of here. I'm going to go eat some chicken and broccoli and rice and then, uh, you know, watch some Peaky Blinders. So, you know, we'll talk to you later. All right. It's been an absolute slice. Thank you. It's been a slice. (laughs) See you, man. (laughs) Bye.